Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Informed Catholic Podcast. My name is Ned Jabbar. So let's open up with a prayer, please, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And so now we're in the uh, third week of uh, Easter. This is uh, at the end of it, actually. This is Saturday, third week of Easter. So I'm, st I'm still doing the uh, liturgical readings uh, since we can't be in the church. So let's begin. Uh, this is the entrance antiphons from Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. You have been buried with Christ in baptism, through which you also rose again, by faith in the workings of God, who raised him from the dead. Alleluia. And then we go into the uh, act of penance. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri Elision, Christe Elision, Kiri Elision. And uh, the Gloria. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us, for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are most high. Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen. And, O God, who in the font of baptism have made uh, new those who believe in you, keep safe those reborn in Christ, that defeating every onslaught of error they may faithfully preserve the grace of your blessing. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. And so uh, the first reading of uh, is going to be Acts of the Apostles, chapter 9, verse 31 to 42. The church was being built up, and with consolation of the Holy Spirit, she grew in numbers. A reading from the Holy Acts of the Apostles. The church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria was at peace. She was being built up and walked in the fear of the Lord. And with consolation of the Holy Spirit, she grew in numbers. As Peter was passing through every region, he went down to the Holy Ones living in Ladia. There he found a, na a man named Ananias, who had been confined to bed for 80 years for he was paralyzed Peter said to him Ananias Jesus Christ heals you get up and make your bed he got up at once and all the inhabitants of Ladia and Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord now in Joppa there was a disciple named Tapatha which translates as Dorcas she was completely occupied with good deeds and almsgiving. Now, during those days, she fell sick and died. 
So after washing her, they laid her out in a room upstairs. Since Ladia was near Joppa, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him with the request, Please come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them. When he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs, where all the widows came to him, weeping and showing him the tunics and the cloaks that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter sent them all out and knelt down and prayed. Then he turned to her body and, uh, and said, Tabitha, rise up. She opened up her eyes and saw Peter and sat up. He gave her his hand and raised her up. When he had called all the holy ones and the widows, he presented her alive. They became, this became known all over Joppa, and many came to believe in the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So uh, next, a responsorial psalm, which is from 116. And I shall combine the, uh, the two together uh, with the Alleluia. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? Alleluia. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? Alleluia. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? The cup of salvation I will take up and I will call upon the name of the Lord. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? Alleluia. My vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all his people. Precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? Alleluia. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your handmaid. You have loosed my bonds. To you will I offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? Alleluia. Okay, and now the Alleluia Antiphon uh, from, uh, this is from St. John's Gospel, uh, chapter 6, verse 63. Alleluia, Alleluia, your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. Alleluia, Alleluia. And the Gospel is going to be from St. John, uh, chapter 6, verse 60 to 69. To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Many of the disciples of Jesus who were listening said, This saying is hard. Who can accept it? Since Jesus knew that his disciples were murmuring about this, he said to them, Does this shock you? What if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the spirit that gives life, while the flesh is of no avail. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knew from the beginning the ones who would not believe and the ones who would betray him. And he said, for this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by my father. As a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former ways of life, 
and no longer walked with him. Jesus then said to the twelve, Do you also want to leave? Simon Peter answered him, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and are convinced that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So there's a saying, uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. It's kind of interesting because the Gospel reading, uh, just for today, uh, plays an interesting uh, conversation I have with a new friend of mine. Uh, I met him, uh, wow, uh, I think I met him on Christine Niles' um, Facebook page, um, Deacon uh, Joe Pascala. He's in upstate New York, uh, and uh, he's a deacon. He um, he actually has a very interesting background. He's um, a, uh, he actually, he's very familiar with Middle Eastern. He serves in both rites, Eastern and Western rites. So I want to say a shout out to him because uh, we got to know each other very well, became friends. Uh, we both love icons and we both love the faith. And um, the gentleman with a very interesting uh, uh, background, uh, you know, uh, he's a very uh, a good friend now of mine. We both got to know each other very well. Uh, through this uh, coronavirus pandemic, um, he's uh, he's on lockdown as well, so uh, trying to survive this lockdown. And uh, we were talking about discipleship. We were talking about the faith. We were talking about all the uh, the stuff that's going on in the church, and everything. Both of us uh, love the Catholic faith very much. Uh, both of us uh, also enjoy the Chosen. Um, uh, the, the series is very good. Actually, it um, I saw an interview uh, with uh, Jonathan Rumi, who plays the the part of our Lord Jesus on the show, and he got interviewed by, on LifeSite News by um, John Henry Weston, who uh, is um, the head of LifeSite News, and it's a great series. My mom uh, watched it with me. She enjoyed it very well. Um, they have. Um, the actor who plays uh, Jonathan Rumi is actually Catholic. I believe he's uh, of Lebanese background. Um, he's a, a wonderful guy. Uh, he's done. Um, he's gotten. You know, he really is uh, gotten into. It. He really is deep in his faith. He's not just talking about it because um, he realizes the responsibility. Uh, because it, you know, this the show has a different approach. It's not just. It's not like the uh, the Bible that Roma Downey and her husband did, which was, um, it wasn't a very high quality show. It wasn't a bad show. Uh, it was rushed. It wasn't uh, really, um, It's a, it was a miniseries. And they got to do uh, later on sort of like AD, which was, or um, kind of like the Acts of the Apostles, but it's different. It's not... Um, you really have to take, you really have to figure out a good formula when you, when you t do something like this, you have to think it out. You have to carefully think it out. And I think the difference is, is because, uh, the director, um, I can't think of his last name, but I know his first name is very easy. It's Dallas. Um, he's the director 
uh, I believe he's the producer and writer of the show. I know that I know that I think he's very much he's a Protestant background and they're sort of like again they're it's sort of training wheels and at the same time they're they're realizing the responsibility. They realize that they took a different approach to our lady. They had to be very careful with her, but they're also trying to to really figure out a way how to go into the words and sort of in the in read in the middle of the words because you really got to you know you really have to approach it very very carefully and you know it's it's approached with careful responsibility um and I have to say it's it's they're doing it plus they raise the money they don't they're not beholden to any particular studio to any particular company uh they don't have any executives all over them to really um um like boss them around and control the production everything is done um uh through their own they raise the money through people like us the viewers and that's the beautiful thing about the uh, the series. I'm going to do an episode on it. I'm going to approach the uh, the episode carefully uh, because I realize it's not going to get a, a complete attention uh, with just talking about it here. But we got to get back to what we read. Uh, you notice that in the first episode, how the faith just spread through normal, ordinary people. Peter. Um, you know, through the Holy Spirit was healing not important people. He was healing everyday, devout, practicing people, people who were devoted to the way. Uh, and Aeneas, um, this is a different fellow in, in Joppa and, and uh, Sharon. Um, these were ordinary, everyday, what do you call it? Ordinary people devout people, people of the faith, not scholars, not uh, uh, rich and powerful people, devout, Christ-loving, ordinary people. All right. And, and Peter was, the Holy Spirit was moving him to heal People who love God, who love Jesus Christ, simply not, you don't have a scholarship behind your name. You don't have, you're not a professor. And this is one thing with Deacon Joe and I were talking. Um, it's really interesting that you have a lot of priests and a lot of uh, certain people who, who think if they have a couple of letters either in front or in the back of their name, I don't know where the heck they put it, but they think that because they, they have that, that that makes them better believers because they now can talk with a, a puffed up attitude well i was trained at this i'm a scholar i got this you know i got this degree you don't well simon peter didn't have the degree all right john the baptist didn't didn't dress like someone who was from harvard or yale or some theological seminary or institute john the baptist didn't have these titles <clears throat> Nobody had these titles. You know, 
the faith is not built on on the back of of like jesus said so himself i thank you father for not revealing this to the wise and learned but to the simple they seem to forget that they seem to forget all these things they think because they have these titles these degrees these the, the these doctorates or these they did their uh, so-called thesis or or writings on no it's not you okay he said so in the scriptures it's not the wise and learned and clever it's the simple the lowly the faith is lived by those people so what if you have these titles to your name who cares you know, we were talking about um, that under Constantine, when Christianity got its freedom and Constantine and his mother entered the first, I guess you can say, basilica or cathedral that was built in Constantinople, that even though he wasn't baptized, his mom was baptized, but not him, because he, he entered it, it spread throughout the empire. So many of these pagan Romans thinking, well, obviously, if he entered this, took part in the liturgy on a Sunday for this particular cathedral, that means the new religion of the empire is, hello, hello, the Christian faith. But these people didn't convert to the faith because they loved Jesus. They didn't convert the faith to the faith because they, they believed in the gospel because they listened to the gospel. No, they converted because it was political. It was survival. And the priests and the bishops who were once in hiding suddenly found themselves uh, at the table of all these pagan Romans who pretended to convert, but they were really pagan. And suddenly these bishops and priests who used to probably had to work for a living, maybe, or had to survive and live simply suddenly found themselves no longer having to do that because now they're friends with all these rich and powerful people they have them as patrons and later on of course you have people like Arius who spread Arianism around who didn't spread it because uh, who spread the who spread this errant erroneous teaching because it was beneficial to these people who were really never really true converts you had Julian the Apostate, who during the uh, latter days of Constantine's uh, reign, his parents were murdered by political opponents. Con uh, Julian, Julian the Apostate's parents were never Christian, uh, but his parents were murdered in order to please Constantine, who probably didn't realize this was be all being played out later on when julian came into into power it was get back time on christianity so that's the reason why he tried to revert uh the world back to paganism it's sad but these are the things that led to it and something like christ's teachings of his body and blood remember what he said at the end of this uh, in his gospel i have picked you 12, but one of you is a devil. And so we also live now in a time of sympathy for Judas Iscariot. 
Jesus, they, they, a lot of these guys now, these scholars who, again, going back and they're spreading a lot of doubt in the faith. We don't know if Jesus really said this, the, the famous Jesus seminar. We don't know if this was true. This was probably made up or they were trying to keep the memory of Jesus alive or uh, Mary is not the, the Mary is Mary was never a virgin. She had other children. It doesn't say she had other children. But guess what? Well, that's just pious myth. Right? That's just pious myth. She didn't have, she, you know, she, she was not a virgin. She had other children. Well, in in Middle Eastern culture, uh, your cousins are kind of like your extended brothers and sisters. There's different meaning. It's not the same thing. And if she had other children, then why did Jesus have to adopt her and St. Saint, Saint John together? You see what I'm saying? They think because they're learned, because they have all these titles behind their names, that that means they know everything better than we, than ordinary people do, or know better than the Holy Spirit. They don't. This is what I'm trying to say. We got to be careful with people like this. Anyway, I'm going to end it here, and I'm going to end it with an Our Father. Um, okay, so let's uh, end it with an Our Father, and we'll say three Hail Marys as well. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Uh, one more. Why not? Right. <laughs> we'll get one. We'll uh, we'll say if we'll say it uh, for a poor soul in purgatory. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Okay, folks, um, I'll aim doing uh, tomorrow's uh, liturgical readings for uh, the fourth Sunday of Easter. And uh, I'll try the best I can if I can do the rest. Uh, unfortunately, I got to go back to work uh, for this week. Uh, yeah, I got to go out there. I got to ride those subways and uh, get up early in the morning now. Um, but I'll have a different schedule. So I'll try the best I can to uh, report things on the news. It'll be a struggle between doing things that are current events that's happening to try to keep up with the events that's going on and to try to uh, do other podcasts, but I'll try the best I can to uh, just to uh, keep you guys informed on what's going on. And um, one of the most important things is that remember about this message is that the faith is not 
in the hands of these learned and wise people. They don't know everything. Okay. A lot of um, people have a lot of pride. Uh, and um, it's interesting. Michael Voris uh, tried to... Um, I'm going to try to do a podcast on this because these guys are old. these guys all disappear. They disappear eventually. I remember a lot of these. Uh, there was a time a group called the Jesus Seminar. I'm going to try to do something about them. So anyway, I'm going to end it here, and we'll um, I'll try to do another one on something on the subject matter with this. Okay, so God bless, and um, we'll meet again soon. And uh, Deacon Joe. Uh, keep the faith, all right? I'm glad we're buddies, we're friends. Amen.